ยินดีต้อนรับสู่สะพานพันธกิจของพระเจ้า Welcome to Bridges for Mission. Bienvenue au pont pour la mission. Bienvenidos y bienvenidas a Puentes de las Misiones. Hello, everyone. Bridges for Mission. This is Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, one of the co-producers um, and uh, creator of this podcast with Minister Nicole. Hello, everybody. And as you know, this season we are talking about partnership. Various levels of partnership, different lenses. How do we come about partnerships? And we have the the pleasure this morning, today, this afternoon, evening for you, um, to have the executive director for Touch the World, Jesse Cruz, is with us, and uh, is sitting at the table. And um, we are so delighted to have you, Jesse, with us. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. So, sit tight, everyone, and uh, we are starting. So Jesse, one of the first questions that we love to ask people is to tell us who you are. So tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Touch the World. Sure. So my name is Jesse Cruz, and I started working at Touch the World back in 2005. Uh, my wife and I met at Touch the World and got married, and soon after moved to Uganda and led our uh, international branch ministry there for five years. And then while we were there, we were asked to come back, and I was asked to fill the role of executive director. Uh, at that time, there was a transition going on, and so we moved back to the U.S. and became I became the executive director. My wife uh, runs the curriculum and training piece of what we do, and have been here since, and it's been a wild ride. So. Touch the world uh, in coming back to the U.S. and really uh, re-envisioning what Touch the World was. We've always had a very strong focus on training, and have always really emphasized the need that when we're sending teams out, they need to have something uh, a deeper knowledge of why they're going. And who they're going to serve and how to serve well, and um, we really look at John twenty twenty one as kind of our emphasis for that. And you know that just says uh, when Jesus resurrected and he reappeared to the disciples, um, he said, "As the Father has sent me, I'm now sending you." So really playing off that verse of John twenty twenty one, we believe that we're. Uh, Called to disciple the next gener generation of youth uh, into service, um, and then we believe when they go out to serve, specifically in this kind of world of missions where we're sending um, students or adults or teams to serve others, right? Oftentimes in less fortunate areas than we come from, which creates you know there's an economic disparity there. We want to be able to train them so that they're not doing harm when they go out on their trip, and so we really hold training. As kind of the key um, tenant of what Touch the World is and and what we're about, because I can see how our two organization Touch the World and International Ministries and short term mission desk especially really um, can collaborate even more um, because we too like you believe in preparation and what COVID has has taught us is that um, preparation needs to be even more robust because we have to deal with so much. So many of the contingencies, but also that that cross cultural piece that you were talking about. So I'm wondering, for me, as you were talking, I was really reflecting on 
what would be the, the definition of partnership that um, Touch the World has and lift up with the young people as they go and serve and be the hands of Christ, the hands and feet of Christ, but um, what's partnership? Yeah, how do you define partnership? What does it look like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think there's so many aspects to it, right? When you think about the partnership that we have with the churches that we work with, the partnerships that we have with the hosts that we're going to serve, and then the partnership we have with the actual participants, uh, the students or adults going on the trip. Um, I, I think if I were to boil it down and really just give you a real like nugget of what is partnership and define it. Um, I think more or less, I would say that it would, it has to be a mutually beneficial relationship uh, where there's a shared purpose and vision of why you're together and what you're aiming for, what you're doing. But I, I think that uh, for us working in missions, there has to be a couple of elements to partnership more than just that definition of saying, um, you know, it has to be mutually beneficial and there has to be a shared purpose and vision. Dealing with people who are different than you, you have to take a step back and you really have to say, um, how am I valuing this other party? Do we have an equal voice in this relationship? But nonetheless, we still need to come to the table and hear each other. Uh, if any of us are parents, uh, you've sat down with your child and you've tried to say, you know, you need to do this. And they say, why? And you say, just because, you know, that's the rule. And it just doesn't fly. It doesn't work. You have to be able to speak to their heart. You have to give them, um, you know, some more, more than just, I said, so uh, there has to be a shared vision, common purpose. There has to be love and value. And so, um, when I look at it, I, I think there has to be that collaboration. Uh, I see collaboration as a key word when I think of partnership. You know, what are we here for? How, how are we sharing and being collaborative in our effort? Do we have the same goals? And allowing each party to really speak um, freely. I think what I've seen to be helpful in what we do with our hosts is we understand by nature there's a power dynamic at play right? We're the ones going, we're the ones uh, paying money. And so we're, we're going to wire money down to that ministry or that, that couple, that, that person that's there on the ground and they're going to accept our team. And so there's by nature a power dynamic just because we're sending money. Number one, what I found is we need to be able to ask first the host, what are your goals? And what we find is oftentimes the host will ask us, well, you know, that that's irrelevant. We want to serve you. What are your goals? And the, the tendency is to just answer them and say, well, this is what our team is looking to do, right? We want to come down. We have this VBS that our church just did, and we would love to just do this VBS. And so what's going to happen in a power dynamic situation of partnership, the host partner is going to say, well, I think we can figure that out. There's a couple of churches we could pull together when maybe the reality is they don't want to disappoint you and they don't want to say no because they're afraid that you might actually pull out and go do your VBS program somewhere else because you've stated that that's what's important to you. And so we always press our host to first answer that question because we want to know from, from them, what are you already doing on the ground that needs, needs our help? 
we will figure out a team that fits what you need. We don't want to come and be an undue burden on you. We don't want to come and just do what we want to do, right? And have it not be valuable for your host community or your uh, relationship that, that you're trying to further with the gospel in, in your context. And so we want to be really cognizant to say, what is that? Um, I think within that, there has to be empathy also. We have to understand um, what are those what are those values and how are we seeing? So that collaborative effort, the empathy um, towards each other to say, to defer and to ask that question and allow both to answer and state their values is just absolutely essential. Uh, in preparation for the podcast, I looked up um, uh, on Barna Group did a, did a survey in 2001, just very recently, and they asked this question. They said, what do in-field ho- in hosts most desire from an STM team, a short-term mission team. And it was interesting because the top four answers, which I'll read, all dealt with, if you notice, building relationships. So the number one answer was building deeper relationships with the people who support your work or ministry. This is what the hosts are saying, right, of what they desire. Number two, worshiping or praying together, right, with the short-term team coming down. Number three, serving together with people from other parts of the world, and number four, knowing that people value or appreciate the work you're doing. Yeah, so true, so true. Partnership with, but not partnership over. I'm sitting here thinking of all the trips that we plan and all the, the missionary global servants that I work with. And just that reminder, of really making sure that they answer that question first of what are you looking for in a team? Because that is so vital for that relationship, for those connections and coming alongside them and working with them and not overshadowing them. So thank you so much for that. So the, over the last two years, it has been interesting and crazy and difficult, but had some beautiful moments come out of it with COVID and just everything that has happened uh, in the last two years. So how has it been for Touch the World during this time? Well, like all of us, uh, COVID hit and you're thrown into confusion and a little bit of feeling lost in the sense of where are we going? What are we doing? When does this all end? Um, pretty quickly, we came out of that and we've had some really exciting and kind of innovative ideas that we've been working on. And we've heard and seen that many are not doing training, which comes back to in the beginning, I said probably about 10% of those two point whatever million going out per year to serve 10% are being trained. Uh, that's 200,000. So that leaves 1.8 million that are not being trained. And so, you know, when we looked at that and COVID hit, we said, we felt like God was building that dream in our hearts uh, to be a resource provider and to really be kind of on, on the cutting edge of being innovative in that space. And so we started to, you know, create resources that would Uh, be able to fill that space where people could get more training and where these 1.8 million plus people that aren't currently getting training could easily find a resource uh, that is plug and play, that isn't something um, that's too uh, high end or unapproachable, but, you know, that they could really engage with. And so uh, having that comprehensive training was, was key for us. And really focusing on that um, became part of our drive. So one resource that we developed was our training resource manual. Uh, It's a bundle of three resources. So you have all these different mechanisms or 
um, you know, ways that you can evangelize. But we find that in storytelling cultures, if you're sharing four points of the gospel that are very doctrine oriented, uh, it doesn't connect, right, to a story bound culture. And so how do you share the gospel in a story bound culture? And so, you know, part of the training that we provide is how, how do you understand God's story in that story bound understanding? Uh, we believe that every culture can understand story, right? Even, even Western cultures. And so how do you share your story and what God's done in your life? And then how do you connect that back to God and what he's doing? Um, so that's a little bit about what's in the field guides. So that's, that's the first booklet. Uh, the second booklet is a devotional journal that's specifically uh, built and written with mission in mind. So challenging, um, challenging students to read, you know, gospel stories and then pull out, you know, what does it look like to live on mission or the language we use is to live as a sent one coming out of John 2021 20, as the father sent me, I'm sending you. Um, and so the devotional journal is the second guide in that bundle. And, and the third guide is a re-entry journal, which um, anyone, anyone can understand anyone listening to this podcast right now would, would probably not along with me when I say follow-up and re-entry is one of the least focused on aspects of a short-term mission trip. And so the re-entry is essential for our development, our discipleship, the discipleship of, uh, the teams that we're taking and the members of our team, because if we just leave them with the trip, um, they're going to come out with things like, Oh, the, the, the trip, the people were just so beautiful. Uh, the people were so poor, but they were so happy, right? Things like that, that are, that are good observations, but I would, I would posit that they're very surface observations and we can, we can do better. We can go deeper uh, than some of these surface takeaways. And so the field the sorry, the re-entry journal helps people really uh, dive deep and reflect on their experience. There's kind of a cyclical nature um, to uh, re-entry and to learning. And if we don't reflect on our learning, then we're not going to implement anything into our lifestyle. And I think God is calling us to something greater. I think he wants us to have these experiences, serve others, be on mission, see the global world around us, and then use that to spur us on to something greater that he wants to do in both our lives and the lives of his people all around the world. So the second resource we've worked on is called $2 Day. And $2 Day is a global poverty simulation. Uh, and we've been using this in our training for years. And we found that it's one of the most practical um, and helpful tools that uh, engages people going on short-term trips with practical thoughts of what it's like to live in poverty. So we have uh, people going through the training group up into families living in a fictional community, uh, living on less than $2 a day. And one family might be the carpenter family, the other family, a school teacher, and they all kind of function in the same community. And so they have to relate together, but they also have to make decisions on their own as a family. Like, how do I feed my family today if I only made $2? And uh, the person that I have to pay rent to is coming around knocking on my door for rent today early, right? Because they need the money for rent and they tell me if I don't pay, I'm going to get kicked out. So do I feed my family or do I pay rent? Uh, and it's questions like those that oftentimes we don't think about when we're going to serve and we don't actually think uh, about people having to make those sorts of life or death 
uh, decisions that people in poverty are, are making, people in economic poverty, uh, sometimes every day. And so that's a big piece of our training is helping students really gain empathy towards those that they're going to serve in just simply reframing and understanding situations that maybe they would have never considered. And so we found that to be very, very helpful uh, for a lot of the students that go through our training um, and you know are able to then consider what is it like to live in poverty. The third resource and last resource that I'll mention that we've been able to develop is called the Mission Academy. And it's just simply themissionacademy.com or .org. Uh, you know, we talk about it doesn't need you going on a short-term mission trip to live on mission. Uh, God's impetus and mandate for us to live on mission um, is right now. It's the here and now. It's to our neighbors, right? We talk about it in the sense of here, near, and far. The Acts 1-8 model of Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so, you know, what is your here, right? It's your home. Uh, it's the area right around you. What is your near? It's probably around you, but it's the people you wouldn't normally go to. The far is, you know, those people that we're praying for that the gospel would reach uh, that we don't always get to go to that maybe a short term team can go to. But we're called to nonetheless all three spheres. It's not one at the exclusion of another, right? We don't go on a short term trip to check the box and then be excused from reaching out to our neighbors when we get home. No, that that's actually been the problem with short-term missions. You know, we talk about missions as an everyday, everywhere lifestyle. And so what does it mean to live, live out mission, live as, as God sent one in the here, in the near, and in the far. So that, that's a little bit about what we've been up to. Sorry, that, that's a long answer to a short question, but um, a little bit about you know, our journey through COVID and some of the innovative things that we've been working on. No, thank you so much. That was wonderful. Um, I've heard some of the amazing resources that you guys have been putting together over the last year or so, but it's so great to hear that they're, they're they, they've come together, that they're finally there, they're out there for people to use. And I'm really excited to go check some of them out for myself. Um, just to also help me when I do trainings with other people and just to have more resources and things. So thank you um, for your, for your quote unquote long answer to a short question. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was wonderful and very helpful. So thank you very much. And thank you for being with us um, on this podcast today. And so to wrap it up, uh, there's one last question we'd like to ask you. And that is in one word, what encouragement would you give to the listeners? Wow. That's, that's tough. I'm, I'm going to say go, uh, but just step out and just go do, do something, start somewhere, join him in what he's doing. Go be sent. Yeah. That's my one word. Thank you so much, Jesse, with the one word, um, love the be sent concept the go, uh, mess it up. God is, God can handle it. And, and God is already there, which is oftentimes what people forget. So we're yes. so delighted that you were able to join us. You've gotten a chance a little bit to um, hear what Touch World is all about. You've heard the executive director's uh, passion. Um, so we invite you to, to visit both our, our website. Jesse, this is one more time to, to speak of the website before we close. Touchtheworld.org or themissionacademy.org. Thank you so much. Um, to our listeners, we say until next time.
Thank you so much for listening to Bridges for Mission. We are delighted that you joined us. This is a special time for us where we invite you listeners from all over um, to tune in and give us feedback. So you can reach us at volunteers at internationalministries.org. Also, don't forget to get a hold of the Leader's Guide entitled Short-Term Mission Team Essentials Together on the Journey. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. We thank you again for joining us today and thank you to all of our subscribers and listeners from all parts of the world. Until next time.